0: What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to
1: remember why they need us.
2: The fuck is with this
0: guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine.
3: Everybody knows you never go full retard.
1: You went full retard, man.
0: There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once."
2: Shame on, shame on you!
0: It hey, fooled me. We can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh?
3: No, no. I thought your hair would
0: be bigger.
1: It Says on your chart, that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded.
3: So, just
2: chill out. You know, drink a Seven Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering
3: people. You have smoked yourself, retarded.
1: It's a big club, and you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, nuts?
0: And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. We are in a mad time right now. It is we got all sorts of stuff going on in Hawaii. If people are looking into that, we have uh smart cities are a big topic right now. Uh radiation EMF is a big topic right now. Uh there's just some overpopulation, I've heard lately. Uh, cancer is a big thing. I saw a thing recently about, um, the Netherlands getting rid of all their, uh, artificial turf because they are having inflated issues with lymphoma and children. I mean, guys, if you, if you think what's going on right now is normal and natural, you're in for a rude awakening. So who better to have on tonight than my great guests? Uh, I'll start with you, Matt, Matt Rusky from cultivate elevate. Thanks for coming back. My friends. Happy to be here again. Fresh off a uh, a live Tesla stream, huh? Yes. Yeah, so we talked a little
4: bit today, if anybody wants to look into it, Tesla, The Lost Inventions by George Trinkus. And this is a great book if anybody wants to get into Tesla's work, all of the patents and all of the things that were related to free energy and abundance and also connecting to the ground, which is the counter towards the EMFs that you were just mentioning and all of that. He was mentioning in this book that we use a lot of stuff in the radio or on air on the radio, when in reality, we could be using everything that's connected to the earth and we wouldn't cause any harm to the rest of the earth or the people. But all of that kind of fell out and they pushed the opposite. But this book goes into so many patents and so much information on that topic.
0: Oh, beautiful. Nothing better than old books. We were talking about that a little bit beforehand because- Man, and I keep saying it till I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. If you can get your hand on old PDFs or old books, get them, store them away. They are gold and they're going to be gold going forward as shit just gets crazier and crazier. Yep. So thanks for joining us, brother. Mr. Moral Bob from I don't know where we can find you nowadays because you just keep getting kicked off of everything, my (laughs) friends.
3: Well, that's that's why I have like four pages. It's because I know one's going to be axed at any point in time. It got to the point where I only would make one um, and then it would get axed and I'd have to find it. Like I'd have to make another one. And now I just have like three backups at all times. Um, so if you do want to find me, you can find me at Spaces Faking Gay or uh, at The Perpetual Skeptic.
0: Beautiful. So that's,
3: that's where I'm at now. And uh, you can also hear my content on a Are We Content.
0: Um, and and that's one of my favorite Chud podcasts activity. right now, man. You get you and Chud are killing it over there. Like just good conversations, none of the real deep rabbit hole conspiracies, more just life talk and things like that, yeah. man. And it, it's a uh it's a breath of fresh air nowadays.
3: Thanks, man. Uh any conversation with Chud is gonna be a good one. Like yeah. like we could we will never ever run out of material. We could do this podcast for a thousand years and never say anything twice. So uh, it's i'm glad he's brought me on and it's it's been my new my new podcast i'm not putting out my own so you know that's where you can find i keep rants. doing it
0: man it's great i love yeah.
3: it yeah, thanks man
0: tyson what do we got going up in canada my friends i oh, see you guys just... i see you got some new jewelry on yeah yeah no i've been making
2: some copper wire wrap stuff lately so getting into that pretty hardcore lately I've been thinking about trying to mess with you can know, order little vials of mercury and putting vials of mercury in the middle of pendants or I've been trying to do ear weights too for stretched ears for me. So see where that goes with those.
4: If you can see that, that's a mercury engine created by Don't Tesla.
2: Get out. Yep. So wow. I
4: figured the pattern number if you want it, six oh nine two five one year 1897 so
2: yeah wow that's awesome Brad man i'm gonna have to look into that one
4: i was gonna say there's a lot with that one and if you, you know as we talked about before you take mercury and you spin it it creates voltage so you could use it for something maybe pendant wise or device-wise increased voltage you know our bodies we lose voltage we fall apart our bodies fall apart so you know this i think when we connect more to mercury what it truly can do i think it's much more than kind of what we've been told for us to kind of stay away from it
2: yeah
3: right it's been demonized on purpose obviously you know with its with its energy uh potential it, it's very clear that they took that from us because they didn't want us to be able to create our own energy, and that's what it all comes down to, right? They just they they want to monetize everything, and the thing that my wife always says is like, has nobody watched The Lorax? Like nobody's read that book. Nobody sees that, that this is what they're doing. Like they're gonna they're gonna charge you for air if you keep letting them do this.
0: Yep. Matt, can you show that diagram again of the mercury? Yeah,
3: of
4: course.
0: I'm that's interested. also
4: why I think they tried to get rid of lead, too. Yes. Yep. Not all these books I found from uh, before 1901, they all had lead batteries, and they used lead for everything. So, you know, got to get rid of that one, too, because that's another one. But if you can see that diagram. Okay.
0: Yeah, because I was just wondering, because it, it does show it in a sphere. Yep. Because when you think about, like, the church, you know, the quote-unquote lightning rods— how they had that ball at the top, and there was talk of it being uh, possibly mercury inside. And yep. if, if that's in there, then I'm even more sold that there's a higher probability that there was mercury in those things.
4: Well, in this book, too, it was mentioning about how you could create an engine that just has one piece. And because it has one piece, it works more efficiently and okay. is easier to fix and replace. Now we have these cars with like 10,000 pieces which created 10,000 more industries of different pieces and things that are being created but then it makes it in it makes it less efficient because of all those moving parts but even with the mercury one he shows another one which is just a disc turbine rotary engine as well okay and that one is just a simple it's just one piece again and he was explaining about how if you just use one piece and it just spins It's going to give you the best efficient energy that you can have. And because it's in a circle, like you were just saying, in a very, you know, everything moves in a circle. You ever spray water in a circle and it just keeps creating a vortex. You know, it, it makes sense to do it that way rather than to make something out of like a weird object in a weird shape and then put these pieces all in there and try to call it efficient. And it's funny because I remember when I was researching Victor Schauberger He said the automobile is only 13% efficient for its miles per gallon. And if you think about that, I mean, if every car gets, you know, let's say, you know, 20 miles to the gallon, you're supposed to be getting at least 10 times that. You should be getting 200 just off your car alone. But then now imagine if this thing is self, you know, creating energy or propulsion or whatever it may be, then and we can use things like spark gap oscillators and all these different things as well, too. You know, then the question is, is how much energy can we tap into? And Tesla had a car, I remember, in 1943 that ran on the ether. It was an engine that harnessed the ether, similar to the engine of 1921 with the guy who created a car that ran on atmospheric energy. And that was in Phoenix, Arizona. But those two we've never seen. But they were tapping into just the Earth's energy and the flow of the energy. And this kind of goes into all that. It even shows in this one, too, the man made earthquake machine by Tesla. There you go. And how yep. he was great, you know, you could create earthquakes using vi- uh, vibrance and resonance. And then he showed a couple other things, if you want to just see, which is really cool, I thought, which was like wireless power, where you would have a ground, you would have a source like water underneath, you'd connect it to a Tesla coil. That Tesla co- coil would come up connected to an antenna. But what was interesting is that antenna doesn't have a picture. It just shows a circle, which doesn't make any sense. So the design is gone from the patent. But you could harness all the beautiful energy, just like his Wardenclyffe, you know, device, a big building he was originally building with uh, J.P. Morgan Chase until they destroyed it because there was no use for it anymore, as they said. But there's so much when you get into just, you know, different things of how we can have free stuff. And how Tesla was all about connecting to the earth, which the grounding factor is so big in just healing us too, versus everything with Hertz. When Hertz took over instead of cycles per second, then everything became Hertz instead of cycles per second. And then Hertz became radio Hertz, radio frequencies, that whole Shabil but we lost connection to the cycles per second of the earth. And he was saying in this book that, uh, you know, that the, the, the military still uses the radio that's a ground-based radio just ever in case anything goes wrong and the air or cell phone towers and all that stuff go down, they still have Tesla's technology to still send out a signal. And it's like, so you use that, but then you tell us we should use the opposite yep. and use something that's not efficient.
2: You know, it's all well, this inversion of things. And that goes back to the word magic shit, right? They changed it to Hertz. Well, it hurts us.
4: Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes, yep. yes.
0: Bingo. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing, Matt, when you said that about the the device where it had a water underneath, it had a conductor, which led to an antenna. Well, that describes a vast majority of what we would call old world architecture. You know, you look at the old cathedrals. Most of them were built on top of a water source. You look at the pyramids. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly you know a an outline of what these buildings had within them the, and the ability that they possibly had yep
4: and also too you know you get into all of this and he even goes into like lighting and how light bulbs you know could last 120 years plus yep and they didn't have mm-hmm. to use much wattage and like all these things that you could tap into with the energy if you just knew how to create certain types of bulbs and some of these bulbs could actually pick up on the frequencies of like radio frequencies. So that plasma bulb that they sell on like Amazon, the one where you touch and it shows like yeah. all the things, the you know, the vibrations, that was Tesla's technology showing all the radio frequencies in the air. But we look at it and go, oh, I touch it. That's the frequencies going around. Well, those are radio frequencies that are actually being shown. So a lot of bulbs that he also made, which was interesting, they were never put into production And what was really interesting was in this one part of the book, which I think was probably the most mind blowing that everybody should know about, is that the patent office, the, the head person of the patent office was Phillips Petroleum. So in 1951 and plus, if any patents came out that were going to affect the petroleum industry, the patent office supervisor was the petroleum supervisor so that those patents would not get pushed through. So you get there's into- no
0: conflict of interest there, Matt. Come oh, no,
4: there's no tinfoil. Stop uh, oh. with the tinfoil, you know, enough with the conspiracies <laughs> and everything. But Crazy conspiracy theories. Like something is conspiring against all of us as we speak, you know, and whatever. But it's just, yeah, you you look at all this and go, I mean, if someone is, you know, yeah, it says right here, at the time of writing this, the U.S. patent office is headed by uh, Reagan appointee who came to the office straight from the top executive position with Phillips Petroleum. And it talks about how his free energy receiver, which is this one right here, if you guys can see that. Yeah, that one was never uh, this one was put through. But anything past, I think it was 1951 when that Invention Secrecy Act came out. Nothing else came out past them. All of a sudden, all these devices and everything just, you know, weren't ever put out into the world. So a lot is hidden. But this book, it's five. It was like ten dollars and it just goes into a lot of things for people to learn about.
0: Well that's yeah. that Did you know that
3: that there's like four light bulb companies that produce light bulbs and they're in a pact with each other not yes. to make a better light bulb?
4: Yep. The phobius cartel, I think it is or Phoebus, whatever whatever word they use. P F- H yeah. O E B U S. The cartel to basically diminish the light bulb capacity over time so that they would only get X amount of hours so that they could sell that's, yeah, there you go. The, well, it, and,
0: yeah. Just to so give people the light LED light.
4: movement while the Centennial bulb lasts 120 years and only uses four Watts and is an incandescent, which has lasted over right. 120 years.
3: Yep. Yeah. It's wild. It's, I, and that's why I always tell people like, like, I don't have to go to lizard people and freaking masons and secret societies. It's just oligarchs, guys. It's just oligarchs.
4: Yes. I I completely agree with you. And and
0: what did they just do, you know, with the whole scam of making incandescent bulbs, you know, illegal now in America? Again, now we have to go to LED lights and things like that, which is totally detrimental to us.
3: Did they actually put that law through? Like, is that, like...
0: It started 8-1... Uh, 2023 and you can
4: only buy incandescents right now online at least what i've seen but you can't find them really much in the stores and then yeah it's a fully phase out of incandescent bulbs any person who sells an incandescent bulb past that date can receive a fine of up to five or can receive a fine of 540 dollars per light bulb that they sell so
3: stupid all right i'm going to home depot tomorrow
4: saving yeah. saving the planet that's that's what they they say yeah, with that yeah look Never. at this bob
0: uh, yeah eight one it went into effect so it says yeah. the rule passed by joe biden's state? department of energy in state. april of 22 states that light bulbs must emit a minimum of 45 lumens per watt a lumen is a measure of brightness <laughs> this effectively outlaws the manufacture and sale of common incandescent bulbs the kind you screw in, the vast majority of light sockets in your home. That's because traditional incandescent bulbs provide just 15 lumens per watt.
4: So they're not blinding you enough. So we need to band them so
0: we can get
3: brighter bulbs. They they want that brighter blue light. And here it is. In in
0: contrast, the LEDs get you 75 lumens per watt. Yes. So, yeah, nothing like having a spotlight in your living room. Yes, to wake you up before you go to bed you know yeah. the,
3: that's one would be type of thing just to mess with that circadian rhythm to oh, it's a further mess with us
0: it, it's like, so insane and you think about it and it's like okay and bob and i were talking about this when he come on when he came on and it's like you think about just crazy things like that like n- nobody thinks about that really that's just kind of an afterthought it just goes by most people and they could care less not realizing that it doesn't benefit us. There is zero benefit to humanity by doing this. It's strictly for profit.
4: Well, and I was researching the colors of the eyes and how certain colors in the eye have less melanin in the eye, which make them more sensitive to light, that being blue, that being green or lighter eyes. So if you think about, let's say have, let's say, I don't know, let's say just half the population has light eyes, just to make it really simple well, then half the population would be impacted by just the change of the color of the increased lumens, like you just mentioned, which would then result in, for example, headaches, migraines, cataracts and all the other stuff. And it's like, but they said that this would help save the planet. But then they're not worried about light pollution. Yeah. You know, like, it's a, well, how, does
3: that, how does that make any sense? Well, and well, it's so- uh, if you look, all of their stuff has contradictions, right? All of yeah. it does.
0: Yep. And, Bob, that's not intentional at all. No.
3: No. It's not something that could be referred to as, like, what, double speak
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. It's it's one of those where even here, I feel it. Like, at the, the area where I sit to record, it has these bright-ass incandescent bulbs. Or not incandescent, uh, LED bulbs. And after I record, I am wired for at least an hour afterwards until I can shut the lights off and... Cause it's like just staring into a spotlight for an hour. Well, at, at work,
3: these, these at giant work, corporations. Sorry, go ahead, Tyson.
2: Oh no, I was just going to say, at work, like we ins- we're installing, like their governments giving out grants to install all these LED lights, and in the schools, we're getting tons of complaints. They want dimmers on all the classrooms now because they're way too bright. There's lots of more people like having light sensitivity now.
3: It, can, it so. can drastically affect mood and characteristics. There's been studies done where different tones of light, different colors of light affect people. And that's the thing is when people are like, oh, well, they just, you know, they did it. They, they don't know. They're, they're just trying. And it's like, no, no. All of these companies that are putting this stuff out spend millions and millions and millions of dollars a year doing research on how this is going to affect people. Like to think that these people care about you is so insanely foolish.
0: When you mentioned it before, when you guys said they they conspire together to not be more efficient in, in a sense, you know, and it's, it's like dealing with a cartel and we're talking about light bulbs here, guys. It's something as insignificant in the, in the general, you know, grand picture of things as light bulbs. That's how deep it goes. And that, I mean, I've been seeing Matt, you've been doing some great work on the Hawaii stuff too. That's, you know, to to change direction here for a second. I mean, you look at that and there's, you know, there's a lot of people coming out with stuff about the, just not necessarily directly relating to, you know, or saying there's going to be, there was dues used, but there were so many anomalies in that fire. The way now they have not only national guard there, but foreign, it seems police and now they just put up a black wall yep. to, to block out people. And they won't let people take pictures. They won't let the media in there, but there's nothing to hide. Yep. I yeah. Mean,
4: and I just put up that video showing that where it's just this giant black wall for miles. You know, you have national guard, you have people saying, if you get out of your car, you need to get back in your car. You know, a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense. You know, the other things that don't make any sense was why was the water shut off? Yeah. People didn't have mm-hmm. access to water. And what's weird is, is the people who control the water, they're part of One Water Hawaii, and it's this like smart water system in which, you know, they're trying to preserve the water. They actually had an event called A Day Without Water and what that would look like. Well, the day that the people needed the water, that same company turned off the water so that the people couldn't defend themselves. (laughs) That's how sick and twisted, you know, these people are. And the sirens not going off, and all of these things, and like you said, now this weird fence. Like, what? What are you? What are you covering? Uh You know, what are you? What are you not wanting the people to see? Or what are you doing in there? You know, it's like some fifteen-minute smart city FEMA camp thing, you know, or whatever, where you're trying to dispose of all the evidence and then build it up at like some Pleasantville movie, you know, where it's like something like completely (laughs) the opposite of what it is. But yeah, it is when you get into this, you know, all of these things. Go and get connected. And there was a huge thing where there was an AI conference in January of a smart city conference. And I got fact checked multiple times talking about this. And I presented all the documents. The document said smart city 155 times in the document. And it was all determining how people would have a smart credit score, how they would have all this smart, you know, these smart conferences, smart government, smart this, you know. So people have to really look at that event. And see, that's what they're trying to orchestrate elsewhere and try to push these policies onto the people.
3: Well, I I, relate it to uh, like I I think I texted Matt. I said, what if they're just trying to turn uh, Maui into Oceania from 1984? Like, Like it's it's going in that direction. And even what it was It the mayor or the chief of police is the same dude from Las Vegas. Like at some point in time, people are going to start having to recognize these red flags. Like, come on, like the likelihood of these two events being tied together by a significant authority figure. Come on, come on.
4: Yep. And there were a lot of things with the wind too. And I showed how the winds reported on in the city we like 10 to 15 miles an hour. But then the winds were that people were filming were absolutely crazy. But the winds were being reported as 15 miles an hour. But then when people were jumping into the ocean because the city was on fire, there was no wind in the ocean. You know, yeah. so you sit there and go, well, how is there wind on land? But there's no wind in the water. And then the, the fires are jumping from boat to boat, you know, like things that just don't make any sense.
0: Well, I don't know. Yeah. And I wanted to show you guys this because I just saw this recently that more than 2,000 children from the Lahaina mm-hmm. Public Schools are still missing after the wildfires. And that's not being widely reported in the media. Um, they're saying 850 still missing. And it's just, you can't get any real news. And then I don't know if any of you guys heard this. I know I sent this over to you, Rye, but I. Some lady was playing with her Siri, and she started asking it what happened. So check this out.
3: Alexa, what happened five days ago between the U.S. Marine Corps and FEMA in Maui?
4: From DanikBigyaloi.com. As reported Saturday, Marines caught FEMA operatives piling corpses into a mass gravesite at the Maui Forest Reserve.
3: Alexa, what happened between FEMA and the U.S. Marine Corps in Maui five days ago?
4: From factcheck.org, the chase began early Friday morning when a Marine platoon and FEMA had a shootout in the Maui Forest Reserve east of Lahaina Beach. She goes on to say.
1: Just weird.
0: Yeah, man, I
1: think. I thought that that was because uh, we talked about that on on our little news show. That just doesn't seem real at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think that we would have we like something would have came out and that would also imply that the Marines are the good guys, you know, and that's nothing against <laughs> anyone that's out there and serving in the military at all. Like, you know, like these people are widely. They're very brave people that go out there and, and they're heroes, like uh, for the most part. But
3: let's not get crazy.
1: Well, let me let me finish here, Bob. All right, they're 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 trying to do what they think is right, but they're following orders at the end of the day, man. So they're not going to go against.
3: So FEMA, did the Nazis? Though.
1: Right, they're not going to go against FEMA. So, is my point. So yeah, no, I think that's uh, yeah,
3: where FEMA get guns.
1: Well, they. Shoot I mean, out. where, where the IRS has guns now
0: too.
4: I'm just going to say the IRS has them too. Yeah, yeah so everybody uh, has
0: guns, Bob. You know, except that's why
4: they want to take your or take people's away. You know, that's the other thing, too. That's the other narrative we see, you know, because you have right to form a militia. And at this point, you know, you see with everything that's kind of going on, that's kind of what the you know, that's the next part, I think, of the revolution is people are so fed up that they need to get rid of all those people, kick all those people out and say, like, we don't stand for any of this, you know, because it's, it's crazy.
3: Yeah. Mm. Well, what if it, it's. Uh... Oh. What if it's all just a ploy to get us to, like, what if all of this stuff, all of this insane shit that's constantly going on is all nonsense, and it's all just pushed to get us to go along with just a small step? So they they create this big boogeyman, right? These these big things, the New World Order and all of this stuff. Um, And it's all just so when they only move a little bit, we're just like, Well, all right. That wasn't so bad.
1: Yeah. You see that with the fluoride regulations and stuff, too. Like, I I forget who was on which side of it, but they were trying to push through eight parts per million of fluoride in drinking water. And I think it was the National uh, Dentist Agency or something. And they're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one point two to two point or one point four to two point four. And they're like, that's the max we can do depending on the climate. One side saying, well, let's do eight. And then they say, well, we need more research. And then they end up coming to the conclusion, well, let's settle on four parts per million for fluoride and uh, in in drinking water. And that's well, that's half of the the high end of the spectrum. So that's that can't be that bad. Right. But it's still double almost of what, you know, uh, was previously allowed. So it's the same thing with gas prices. Right. Jump them up. A certain amount and then cut it back and they're like well you know i don't know it's always that that uh you know slow burn it seems like with the threat of a fast burn
3: well like if have y'all heard the jordan peterson thing where he's like look if i want to move you backwards i'm gonna come at you and i'm gonna keep coming at you until you protest and then i'm gonna back off and then i'm gonna come at you and i'm gonna keep coming at you until you protest and i'm gonna back off and i'm gonna do that over and over and over again until you're three miles from where you started
1: Right.
0: Yep. Well, that's why I found this interesting. I don't know if anybody's seen this yet, but this new C40 Cities report that came out, um, I think it was in June, but it's called The Future of Urban Consumption in a 1.5 Degree Celsius World. Now, it goes through all the, you know, the participating cities, which are the usual suspects, you know, the big, big urban ones. But when I, I dug into this, what I found the most interesting is you get to this part. And it says, food consumption interventions. Okay, so it says, uh, food consumption intervention, dietary changes, uh, dietary changes. This intervention is characterized by three major, which are described in more detail. So it says, the target in 2020 was to have people eating 16 kilograms of meat per person per year. By 2030, they would like it to be zero kilograms of meat consumed. Uh, dairy, 90 kilograms consumed. They want that down to zero also. They, and then they want you to, but you're supposed to keep your caloric intake around 2,500 per day. Mm-hmm. They want to reduce household waste to zero, right? Well, if you're not eating anything, you can't really waste. I guess bugs wouldn't be considered waste at that point. And then uh, avoid supply chain and waste. So they say now, their fifty percent re- reduction in supply chain food waste. They want to get to seventy five percent reduction in supply chain food waste. What do you guys
1: think about that, dude? Anyone telling me not to eat any meat can go fuck themselves. To be honest, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I, the cheese. Like I've kind of realized over time, cheese doesn't really agree with me. You know. Um, but I, who who is someone else to tell somebody that they can't consume any dairy, dude? Like. That's insane.
3: They want to create like those uh Wally people, you know, just cruising around in like little hovercrafts, just fat as shit, just sucking on their sodas and watching screens. Like that's that's essentially where they want to get to.
2: Well, we're three quarters of the way there, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Well then yes, then we you are. get to this and, and they all it goes into tra it does everything. Talks about travel, how they basically want you to take uh, you can take one short flight per person per year, things like that. Meanwhile, they're flying around on private jets and such. And this one was interesting, too reduce the number of clothing and textile items. So, right now, they're saying we're at about eight new clothing items per person per year. They want it down to three. Hmm. So, again, it's this just non stop assault on what we can consume and can't consume or how we're supposed to live our lives. And I don't know, man, I just, this whole, with what's going on Lahaina, you see it, it's a giant grab, right? Whether it's a grab for them to set up a smart city or just elites to grab very valuable from a, you know, uh, real estate perspective land. I mean, it's, it's not like these people were going to sell their land. Well, how else are you going to get them out? Well, coincidentally, a fire happens and we're going to make them so destitute. You know what? They gave $700 per household. They're going to make them so destitute that they leave. And then they can just swoop in and scoop it up. And I think that's just fucking despicable.
4: And multiple people reached out to me saying me, telling me that their insurance companies weren't covering them for the damages because what happened was is after the fire takes place the zoning changes on the land and their home and now that zoning is no longer covered by insurance yep. so i was saying what's the point of insurance if like after an act of whatever it may be is your insurance is no longer covering you you know but yeah like you're saying it's it's taking away the land from the people and trying to corral people into like you said some weird 15 minute smart city you know, where you can not grow any food. And you. what's interesting, too, is they talk about how people can walk within like one mile to get everywhere. Well, then where is the food going to come from? Because in a city, there's really no food growing. You know, there, there's not enough for the area in which it's coming. So where is the food coming into unless the food is going to be shipped in? But then wouldn't that go against, you know, the CO2 and transportation and all the other stuff that they're trying to say? It's
3: well, it's really there, the new, yeah, have you seen the new... um the newer Blade Runner, where it's like all AI outside of the cities that's growing, all that's running all the farms and stuff. Like, so they're just going to have outside of these cities, just all AI factory farms. And I think it's all, you know, just to my, my ultimate oligarch position is it's all to uh, minimize cost and maximize profit always.
2: Or else Billy Boy Gates is going to jump on and start doing his lab-grown meat, like, to no extent, right? Yeah. Underneath mm-hmm. the cities? To grow it in there?
4: The best, the best invention for all of this is if you get a gun that shoots a net, and you can catch these drones and all the other stuff. <laughs> it's they try to push. You just get one of those, and you're just taking out every single one. Because if you think about it, that'll mess up the little wings and whatever else and take it down in a
3: second.
1: That's perfect. And if you've seen Black Mirror, how they throw paint like like big house paint on top of the lenses of like the dogs that are running around. Right. Like that's the same kind of concept. But, dude, I saw something else, too, where Oprah, like the amount of land that she's bought there, it's like a thousand acres. And it seems like the total cost of it was under $10 million for a thousand acres in a paradise like Maui, Hawaii. And my acre in shitty Tucson, Arizona, in a bad area of Tucson, Arizona, by the way, I have 1.2 acres, is $99,000 when I bought it. It's jumped up to almost 300000 now, right? Yep. And this is a, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I'm proud of the property that I own. It's mine, but it's shit, you know, compared to Maui. Dude, you got
3: an acre in Tucson? That's,
1: acre and a quarter. That's not bad, dude. Uh, well, if you, yeah, you see it, I don't think you'd want it for $99,000. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Like, in Maui... Yeah, a thousand acres is ten million dollars. The math doesn't add up there, dude. No,
4: yeah, Scottsdale. I think it's a, it's about a million an acre now, or some crazy, some number, whatever it is. It's like some some something astronomical. But it's like why, like you said, how could somebody afford you know a thousand acres for under ten million? When like you just said, if you look at the numbers of anywhere from a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand an acre, you know how? But she can go in there and buy it at pennies on the dollar. And also, too, why isn't she helping house anybody or, like, take care of them or help them? You know, if she's got all that land and a big house, she should be taking them in and helping those people. But (laughs) she's giving them out toilet paper and shampoo and tissue when five years ago she was giving out cars. If you remember on YouTube, she's like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Meanwhile, she's giving out
3: toilet paper. You know, it's, it's an insult on the people. She could individually buy everybody on the island a new house. Yes. And she would still be rich.
0: Yep. Yep. All of them. (laughs) And that's the craziest part about all this is, is, you know, all the while we have, you know, senators and politicians making their fourth trip over to Ukraine, but none of them are showing their face in Maui, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. and part and the craziest thing that I found was part of the Maui relief bill, which they were looking for, I think, like 20 billion or something like that. In the only way that Congress would let that bill go through is if they allowed 40 billion for Ukraine to be packed, included in there. So they were getting they were cornering these people to say, well, if you shoot down the Ukraine piece, then you're saying you don't want to help Maui. It's like I mean, that's just that's our system in a nutshell right there. And then they
4: passed a five billion law for injections to go into the people about how we should have all these new injections, which need to go into the people. So it's like all this money being diverted somewhere else, but then the people who are actually in need get a $700 check and lost all their land and their home. You know, like people lost so much. And what's more messed up is I have a friend, uh, Crystal Teeny, she has a foundation, which is to help people and to get the money to the people. They blocked all her stuff on social media and blocked her foundation from even being able to give the money to the people and all the stuff that's like with the FEMA and all that other stuff, none of the people are even getting the donations. And it reminds me of like Haiti, Haiti, (laughs) Haiti, 8.1, you know, they got 500 million or whatever it was and they built six homes. So it's like, you know, we really got to see with open eyes, like just open the eyes and see what is actually being shown to us. And it's, it's not for the people it's against the people. That's how I see it.
0: Yeah, this seems like a Hegelian dialectic one-on-one, right? You know, problem, reaction, solution. And they already had the solution in mind. They just needed the problem to happen. And whether they directly were involved or not, or it was just straight negligence, it is what it is. And and the recovery effort has been poor at best, piss poor at best. And it's, it's embarrassing, you know? I mean, and anyone that doesn't see it, i mean i don't know how you can't we, we we stand with ukraine but not one person put a put a hawaiian flag in their in their profile or you know there's no right. support for our own people it's like these are americans guys yep. and we're we're our politicians are treating them like absolute scum
3: we have dumbed down the population to such an astounding level <laughs> like well we like, haven't done it, that
1: bob we we didn't. Our do money's anything. funded. Don't in. lump me in with that I, shit. I,
3: we're all culpable, man. We've all perpetuated this freaking power, uh, uh, man. Yeah, like.
4: Which speaking crazy. of that fluoride thing, by the way, uh, my friend is actually part of that lawsuit that's taking place. If you heard about it, the lawsuit. survey. Uh, the lawsuit, in, it's a lawsuit going against the fluoride, so that they have to get rid of it out of the water. And she was telling me about how she wrote a bunch of articles for like to get rid of the fluoride out of the water and the people that she was working for they started actually saying we can't we don't want you to write any article like that anymore because she started realizing that the people who are pro fluoride and pro neurotoxins and whatever must be funding the other side and she said that the head of the board to approve or disapprove the fluoride situation are is like Pfizer and all these other big Uh, medical companies. So they have the say of the approval or disapproval of the fluoride in the water. Um, But yeah, there's a great book for anybody to look into toxic Torts, Gary Pittman, where he talks all about his lawsuit against the phosphate fertilizer companies and how it took him 21 years to sue the companies which are producing the fluoride. And in the same 21 years, all of his friends died. Like all the people he worked with in the fertilizer industry all passed away while he was trying to fight for that lawsuit to to win against these sick people and this the the largest source of fluoride comes from Florida and it's interesting because they fact-checked my videos about the borax I put all the stuff about borax and how borax is the counter to fluoride and the number one source of the fluoride is Florida so you know you got people in the in the for example poison control center area and all of that who are getting funded to tell people you know the borax stuff is dangerous but the fluoride is safe and effective you know stuff
1: like that yeah you know uh, so i have you guys heard of the solvay family sounds familiar so uh, this is i i did a a fluoride episode recently and i'm doing a part two kind of like the esoteric side and like maybe some like you know dark connections that are uh, that are you know in with fluoride right because it seems like you know uh, we were talking about this uh, Bob and I, along with Drew last time we spoke, where it's like, dude, these people like I could actually kind of believe in reptilians because like, why would humans do this to their own kind? Why would you just poison people? Like I, I want to be wealthy, you know, like I I want to, you know, even to the point where like I'm, I'm richer than most people. I'd love to be rich. Right. But I would yeah, never would. just fuck people over. Like I would never poison rivers and poison water sources to get that And there's this family called the Solvay family, and they own a castle in Belgium, and they've actually kind of monopolized fluoride. It seems like Uh, sodium fluoride. It's like a byproduct of aluminum production. And, dude, it's dark what they do. They own this castle called the Mothers of Darkness Castle in Belgium. And they supposedly hold like rituals there. It's kind of based on uh, like Stanley Kubrick based Eyes Wide Shut on th- what they do. We all think it's the Rothschilds, but it's the solvays And there's a lawsuit currently going on based out of New Jersey, which is what when you said that, Matt, ba- that, that Florida is kind of, you know, got a monopoly on uh, fluoride. From what I've seen, it's New Jersey, which has some of the worst water in the country, along with our state, Arizona, which, you know, yep. dog shit water here, especially in Phoenix. And um, there, there's some really, really scary stuff, man. They they intentionally were poisoning water sources and they were hiding uh, substitutes for certain chemical productions from DEP and all these different things. It's It's very, very scary stuff, man. And it's almost like these people are not human. Um, Their whole model, like they invented baking soda, basically. Right. Like, I mean, this is old, old money and it's uh, they're just incredibly powerful. There's one chick that's like kind of easy to find. She's on Twitter. That's part of the Solvay family. And um, yeah, type in Matt. You can type in uh, Italy, New Jersey, fluoride Solvay and uh, it'll it'll probably pop up. There's a great article that I, I did some of my research off of. And it's just, I mean, dude, it's bad. Bad, bad stuff. Yeah, that one, that first one there. They poisoned a the town. They poisoned, I mean, tons and tons of people. Wow. And uh, I mean, they had to pay initially up front less than half a million dollars, right? And then they're over time they've had to pay 75 million. But uh yeah, dude, That's it's just it. like they've ruined <laughs> people's lives and given who knows how many people cancer.
4: But that's it's what Motorola did. Because you know Motorola poured their chemicals into the Phoenix water supply. And they oh. have to pay the city of Phoenix for the till 2045 to try to clean up the chemicals that they paid they poured into the water of Phoenix. And that's why the water also is so horrible in Phoenix too, like you were saying. Because all those toxins, they just poured them right in and just whatever and poison people, like you're just saying. So that's crazy. That that reminds me of the same thing of what uh Gary Pittman said in his Toxic Torts book, he was saying that the northern part of Florida is like the the toxins are so heavy from this fluoride plant, this phosphate fertilizer plant, that like when people would wear their clothes and walk into the office, their clothes would burn off before they actually even walked into the office. So it's Mm -hmm. like, if that's what's being created, and then you're pouring that into the public water supply, then, you know, like you said, you have to be, you got to be really evil. That's for sure. You can't be a normal person who's like oh you know i just like you said you you want to do well for yourself and take care of yourself and what and your family and whatever it may be but this is like on a whole different level of twisted that's for sure
1: it's like i want to get rich and also hurt other people like you can get wealthy enough without hurting a single person like there's plenty of money to go around but these people like like what matt has highlighted here in 2008 almost three years after this mancini dude um the, the this this Mancini guy that's highlighted here, he was paid on behalf of Solvay, um, and I think it's called Solvac, the power plant. Uh, or I'm sorry, the chemical plant. They said, hey dude, go check out this room, this basement, and make sure that there's like everything's on the up and up here. He goes in, they find all this chromium, uh, it's hexavalent chromium, more than 40 times the legal limit. Like what, like I said, what Matt has highlighted, man. In people's wells
0: near the plant.
1: There's a school in the
0: public supply. This is in their wells.
1: But there's also a school next to the one in New Jersey, an elementary school where kids are playing and they're getting all their water there. They're getting like, I mean, there, there was one in New Jersey or no, I'm sorry, in uh, Italy where it's next to a sugar refinery and all the, the shit that's going into the sugar refinery is like highly, highly toxic carcinogenic shit. And they're, I mean, they're shipping that stuff all around the world. You know what I mean? So, who knows how many people are po- are being poisoned? They said 10,000 people in Italy a year die from cancer because of this family. That's just what they can track. 10,000 people a year. There's more than that all around the world. I would say maybe possibly a million people dying a year from cancer because of this one family, man. It's dark stuff. Like, that's black magic. Well, yeah,
3: a lot of those places are doing I mean, they still put red dye in stuff. And red dye is directly linked to cancer. And it's in everything. It's in everything. If you don't think it's in that, it probably is.
0: Well, and <laughs> Matt, I remember last time you were on, you were talking about clothing, right? We were talking about that with Ryan Alexander. And uh oh, this is the wrong one. Sorry. Uh there's a video he right here. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> of,
3: the,
0: of the pants. And it's, it's like, what is going on here? The women's leggings. Forever chemicals in the crotch region of Lululemon leggings and the leggings of many other companies. These are PFAs,
3: perfluoroalkyl compounds that are called forever chemicals. It's very hard for the body to get rid of these and they're persistent in the environment. We know they can be absorbed through the skin, which is crazy when you think about the fact that they're concentrated in the crotch region of leggings like these. And women don't wear underwear with these commonly. These chemicals are associated with hormone disruption, with cancers, with thyroid, kidney, and liver damage in humans. They're horrible for us. And they're in our clothing, especially the crotch region of these leggings, where you're not wearing underwear. They're getting into your body, and they're staying there. Know what's in your leggings. Make smart choices. Knowledge is power. Know better. Do
4: better. Be careful of what's in your clothes. Yeah, man.
1: Just being
3: poisoned on every single front. On every Mm -hmm. single front. Yeah.
4: Your clothing is a big one because you're wearing it, you know, so if the materials are not made from natural materials or if they're using all types of synthetic stuff or spraying things all over it, you know, if you're wearing it for, you know, depending on where you live, you know, in Arizona, it's hot. So you don't have to wear clothes as much. But just in general, you know, if you're wearing these clothes like that, those polyesters and polyurethanes, nylons, acrylics, you know, all these synthetic fibers, they mess with your body and there's been so many things where they've showed where like it it just creates excessive heat and like too much static built up on the body too which leads to you know skin conditions or like irritability you give a bunch of people polyester clothes they're going to get angry very fast you give people linen clothes they're going to heal like that because linen is very healing but yeah when you get into clothing it's it's a it's a remarkable one and a lot of the stuff like like we said it's on different angles And it's stuff that you might not pay attention to until you get rid of it and you try something else. And that's why I always tell people, you know, get yourself a linen pair of sheets, a linen sheet set. You'll sleep like a baby. You know, you can even get they got linen shorts, linen shirts, you know, all these different things. Because linen emits all this natural healing light frequency, which is so powerful for the body. And, you know, all this polyester does the opposite and creates all this negative static charge, which messes up the body.
3: Yeah, it's all it's all to mess us up just constantly, you know. And then that my wife and I were I think it was we were listening to you talk about that, and we were like, "Oh shit, that's why in the Bible it says don't wear freaking clothes of tooth cloth." Like, yep. Yep. oh, because I think the Bible isn't it's not literal. I think it's 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 hiding all of the knowledge in it. It was, you know, there's stories of the Bible that they saying this stuff you would have you'd be a heresy a heretic and you'd be you'd be put on a cross you'd be murdered and so they had to put all this information out but they had to do it in a way that it didn't sound like they were putting this information out
4: yeah like a, like a, like a riddle you know kind yeah. of like a you know and then you listen to it and then kind of interpret it to yourself but that linen and wool thing about thou shall not mix linen and wool, yeah. That's because one has a positive charge, one has a negative charge. When you combine those two together, it becomes zero and polyester has a zero charge. So yeah. that's why they don't want, you know, people quilting those materials together. But linen, cashmere, wool, and organic cotton are some of the best things people can put on their body. And it's interesting because cotton, what I've learned through the research in the gardening world, The non-organic cotton is actually like this, almost like an invasive species that takes over everything and not in a good way. And they took over when they got rid of peanuts and they started sticking stuff in all the, you know, the injections they were putting into people, giving people peanut allergies. When they got rid of peanuts, the soil started getting messed up because peanuts would actually replenish the soil very fast. And they started planting all this cotton instead. That cotton was also GMO. So it started messing up all the soil. But what's weird about cotton is it conducts in a very unnatural way, unless it's organic, then it doesn't conduct as much. So, you know, you think about all this stuff at like energy frequency and materials, you know, all these things go together. And then when you like you just said, you spray it with a bunch of chemicals. Now you add to that on top of that.
1: I was going to say, do you, uh, Matt, do you have a good uh, like source for like buying linen clothes or linen sheets or anything? Cause there's always like, you know, people that are pretending that they're selling good stuff out there and it's just not legit. Yeah. Do you have any good sources by chance? So you can look
4: at uh parachute is one of them. They're like real big on linen and they are actually, they got a, they got a store here in, in Scottsdale. Um, but parachute is one. You can look on, you can also look at home goods, West Elm or pottery barn for sheets they have all different types of sheets and they're actual linen. They're not like the fake linen or anything else like that. Okay. There's also people on Etsy. And then, uh, there's also people who have like little groups where all they sell is linen and they source it like directly from the farmers. And you can get either like the material and then you can either make it into something too if you want. But there's a lot of different things out there. But Parachute, West Elm, Home Goods, those would probably be the easiest if you're trying to just attain linen sheets or linen clothes or even linen Uh shorts like i just got a pair of linen shorts and it's like it's like walking around in air i don't even know how to explain it it just feels like you don't have like clothes on it's it's hard to explain but it doesn't feel hot and like bothersome you know how like clothes normally make you feel It just very like you just feel very cool very zen i guess that's that's the only
1: way i can describe it okay Hmm. I Gotta admit, dude, I love Home Goods. Like, I know it's, it's not like a yeah. very straight thing to say, dude. Home Goods is the shit, dude. I don't know if you guys ever worked on. No. What is that? Dude, yeah, I mean, they just got cool stuff in there, man. You can find truffle olive oil in there for like three dollars. Yep, That's great. And it, and it is the
4: real stuff because it, it does come from Italy. And a lot of stuff is in there. There's a lot of things in there. They have a lot of organic cotton in there too. Uh, TJ Maxx, Ross, Home Goods, a lot of those places. They got a lot of gems. You can even find wool carpets. You know, if a person wants a wool carpet, you can find a wool carpet at a great price at Home Goods and it's 100% wool. It's the same stuff as what you would buy at a premium store. And if you stand on that, you'll feel the difference when you stand on that versus like, you know, the traditional, the polyester flooring or any other, well, other flooring that okay. they try. So
3: Now that I think about it, when my parents changed their carpet in their house a long time ago um they probably changed it to a polyester it was a shag but it was still a polyester and then you couldn't rub your feet and create a charge and zap anybody anymore and yep. it's the wool carpet that you can do that on yep
4: yeah so there's you have the wool with that and then you have uh the fake polyester whatever nonsense too but a lot of the original carpet was wool and they had like the wool fibers in there but then they started weeding that up and then same with the flooring They started getting rid of all the hardwood or like the laminate as well and started moving that more towards the plastics and these polymers so that's why like for example here in arizona tile is amazing but also because you're getting real materials when you use tile too so like every single thing has a resonance and a frequency but it's just been slowly changed over time similar to the copper pipes and lead pipes which have been taken out of the house because they act as a faraday cage and protect the water at the same time. And now it was funny, because I had a bunch uh, bunch of people reaching out that all the plumbers now who are reaching out to them were saying that, oh, you got to get the new pipes. We got these new things. And the guy goes, well, what's the new pipes? And he's like, plastic. And he goes, that's not new. It's, I don't want that, I want, I want copper. Or as I've done a lot of research in, people used to have lead. And there's still a lot of people with lead pipes. So if the lead poisoning of the things we were told was true, then how do tens of millions of people still have lead pipes and everybody's still fine.
0: Yeah. I'm in an older house and and we have lead pipes. Yeah.
2: So there you
0: go. Yeah. Throughout the basement, it's all lead down there. And it's like, it's amazing. Like I never even thought about it until I, we had you on last time and you were talking about that. And I went down and checked out all the pipe, all the piping in this house is either copper or lead. And I'm like, now I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, if there's ever an apocalypse, they're coming and raiding that stuff.
4: Well, Mm. funny you say that, because they actually want people to start registering their pipes. I forget what state it is. I think it's North Carolina. They want it, and I think it's North Carolina. They were asking people to register their copper pipes, which is really interesting, because they were concerned with too much copper in the water. Yeah. And it's interesting, there was the uh, 1991 Copper Lead Act, which was put through to reduce the copper and lead in the water supply, and I sit there and think, I wonder why you did that. Because copper improves your brain, your brain. It improves your body. You know, it gets you going, gives you energy. And then, same with the whole lead thing. You know, you're trying to get rid of something that tens of millions of people have. Like you just said, it doesn't it doesn't add up to what we've been told.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's strange, man. The lead stuff is the, the programming in there is really good. Because, yeah, lead lead sounds scary, honestly. It sounds scary.
0: Because we've been indoctrinated to believe it's scary. It's like mercury, right? Mercury is the same yeah. way. They, they marketed it a certain way, and it was funny because I found a book from
4: 1902 that talked about how pencils actually had graphite in them and right. no lead at all. So Ever. when a person stuck one in none, zero. So when a person stuck one in it, they were actually getting graphite poisoning, and if you think about it, 2020 was graphene poisoning, which is right. in the same family as graphite. So with the whole lead thing, there's no lead in the pencils. So how were people getting sick by the lead? And then they were saying that the lead paint was causing illness. But we know lead paint can block EMF and radio frequencies. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know who's licking oh. the walls or eating they paint. Put- or I yeah, I don't know about you, but, but we
0: never had a bowl of lead paint chips at home, you know, <laughs> or if, if it fell off the wall, we weren't going over there and seeing who could eat it first. Yeah. <laughs> I got well, first. what they
3: did was they put lead in the fuel, and so the yes. exhaust is what yes. was making people sick, and then they were able to say, see, lead poisoning, there's lead in the paint, it's that paint.
4: That's why it's called unleaded,
3: unleaded, yep. unleaded.
4: gasoline now, because there's no more lead in it. And it's like, well, why would you put lead in it in the first place? We never even asked for that. Yeah, (laughs) Like you just did, for example, another one where they were then the poison because it's a vapor. And that's what I started noticing. Like with a lot of these materials, it depends on like if it's in a vapor, if it's a liquid or what's like what form it's in. And then that form is based on maybe toxicity of X, Y and Z. But it's just it's interesting when you get into it, because, yeah, the whole lead thing, you know, it's even when you go to the dentist, they put a lead sheeting on you when they yep. do an x-ray, you know, and it's like, well, you're protecting the rest of my body, but you're doing my head like that doesn't make any sense. And you don't protect this part, you know, so it's just yeah, it's very fascinating. You can find those lead shields on eBay and online. And there's a company out of Texas that sells lead sheeting if you need any. And they sell it by like the, the three foot by three foot. And all these different sizes. So there are people still producing it, even though it has been banned, which I thought was also interesting
0: as well. That's crazy. Very interesting. Hey, I don't um, know if you guys had seen this, but this this really got my attention today. I was looking at this, and it says, if you take a fresh leaf from a plant and cut off a part of it, the entire leaf will still show up in an electric photograph of the leaf. What? Yeah. Mm. So if you if you look at this, this leaf on the on the right here, they cut off the tip. But then when they take the picture of it with an electric photo, it shows the tip still there. Ah, There's it what? St- it, it's in photography. Yeah. Yep. And you can take pictures of people's aura,
4: their essence and how much energy they have. They actually were going to use this. This was created by the Russians. They're actually going to use this to diagnose illness at one time because they noticed that the glow of the hand would slowly diminish. And they noticed that that person was suffering from X, Y, and Z of an illness. And then when that glow started to return, their illness went away. But then they deemed all of this as woo woo pseudoscience quackery. And then the Kirlian photography thing just kind of fell off. But it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting
0: topic. Yeah, it, it kind of made me think of like when uh, someone has a limb amputated and they still have pain there, right, yeah. it, associated yeah. with it. And it's like, well, so there's still got to be some energetic field to that area that would cause that pain. It's not just, you know, the nerve endings further up. It's almost like it's still there. It's just not physically there. Yeah,
3: I had or a what about... who lost his left arm. In a motorcycle accident, and, and I asked him, I said, What's the most annoying part? And he goes, My forearm itches. Get <laughs> <And> out. <ow.
1: laughs> that's weird, man. That's a trip. Like, well, what about the right? the weird, like you know, this is maybe a dumber version of all of that, but like when they do the experiment where they put like a board up right here, and you you have like a fake arm that's on the other side of the board, and your real arm that's not been amputated, is just Like, you can't see it, right? And you're looking at this fake arm, and they're, like, doing the brush strokes on that fake arm, and you're feeling it on your real arm. And then they hit it with a hammer. Have you seen those things? Yeah. And people freak out. You know what I'm talking about? Or no? It's picking up
4: on that. I've seen that, yeah. The aura. Yeah, it's picking up on their aura. There's There's a book, Infinite Mind by Valerie Hunt, and she basically said, your aura picks up on everything before your brain and your spine. So right. if, you, if you are, for example, visualizing something or looking at that, your aura is moving towards that object and almost kind of captivating that object. And then now you take on that same energetic principle as that object. Kind of like when you have a friend and you're like, oh, you read my mind. Yep. Same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're now, your auras are converging. <laughs> well, and, and that's why that whole six feet stay away from yeah, the the social distancing. That's because your aura is about six feet on average, depending yeah. on the person, but that aura picks up on everybody else. So if you're all disconnected, your auras never merge, so you never get the same thought to revolt, but if you're connected, now all of a sudden it's like a concert where everybody moves as one, and everybody's all kind of connected on that same thing, because the energetic principle that picks up on it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm curious. I'm curious, too, because, Matt, you always have like really interesting, like every time I've heard you say anything, it's always fascinating. Do you like see, you know, like a life outside of this? Like, I'm not saying like Christianity or, or Islam or any of that stuff, but do you kind of fall into any of those thoughts? Or do you think like, you know how people say that this is a spiritual war that we're going through right now? Right. All kinds of different people say that, like whether they're uh, new age or whether they're Christian or whether they're whatever, do you kind of subject yourself to any of those like methods of thought?
4: Uh, I mean, you know, I believe we've been here multiple times. You know, I think I've all of you guys, like we're friends and probably a past life or whatever it may be. And we're just reconnecting. And then we're just kind of going through this. If you want to say holographic simulation of life that we're existing on, you know, I kind of, that's kind of how I see it. And then, you know, everybody I've ever met, I've always felt I already knew them and it's just interesting like that you know you don't I don't they don't ever feel you know like a stranger or anything so I think for me you know kind of when I look at it that's kind of how I see it and then everything I've learned is like energy or the ether or the chi or the prana or the orgone whatever word you want to call it you know or life force or the you know the 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 creation so I kind of see it as yeah I kind of when I look at it as a whole I don't really fall into one thing specifically because I try to see things from every angle and I try to take something from every point of view, you know, because like each, if you get into even the books of all the religious books, I kind of look at every religious book from a different angle and look at it from every angle you can possibly see it from. And then kind of just take a gist from that to kind of get my own little, I don't know, analytical point from it. But I feel like, you know, when we get into all of this, I don't know. It's kind of like your soul's purpose. We're all here for our soul's purpose and we're going through this and we're learning and you're here to learn. And it's, it's, you've done it before. Like you already kind of knew things before you were even here. And then as you kind of got into this, maybe this avatar or this, whatever you want to call it. Now you're kind of going through the timeline and you're kind of playing out that role, almost like, you know, if we're going to take it to like the game, the Sims, It's kind of, you know, in a similar way of kind of trying to show something from a third person perspective. And when I had an experience, this was like years ago uh, at a gym, actually, I mixed together my own pre-workout because I used to blend all my own things. I had an out-of-body experience for six hours above my body in which I could see 360 degrees and basically read every person's thoughts and see auras, see halos, see all kinds of things. Wow. And when I had that experience, I thought, OK, there's something much more than what I'm seeing right now through this screen and through you guys than what I can actually even determine. And that kind of changed my whole way of looking at things that day. And it was just it was mind blown. And it, it lasted six hours like it was a total trip. And I could pick up on people's thoughts and energy from a distance, like I'm like, that person's going to talk. And my buddy's like, dude, wh- what are you talking about? Literally, he stood. the person starts talking. He's like, oh, you're creeping me out. But I realized that like, we can see things much more on a frequency level that we can't determine. And I guess through my studying or like the things I kind of see it as, it's kind of shown me all different things and what we've been told too in different books and all this different stuff too. It's it's kind of like all interconnected into a little thing. I guess that's my take on.
1: Yeah. Now, do you think that that came from your pre-workout? Like how so, you say that you mixed your own pre-workout? Like, <laughs> I, I want com- get pre-workout get some of that pre-workout. No, I made a combination
4: <laughs> of uh, chaga mushroom and a whole bunch of things, like just different herbs. And, yeah, it just opened up. It just unlocked. Like I don't. It's kind of like when you get into Ormus and alchemy and monatomics and all those things. You know, those things are to open up the minds and show you different perceptions, similar to mushrooms. You know, mushrooms do that as well. But Okay. These are just showing you a different frequency or that's, I think, in my opinion, something that's always there. But if the body taps into it, then it's exposed and it starts to see that. Now, when I was above my body, it was like a third person. It was like a video game. You know, it was like a third person perspective, like like Call of Duty or something, you know, like something like that. But I could see my arms, which was really weird. Like I could just see my arms, but I could see 360 degrees around my body as I walked. So it was just a very interesting experience. But yeah, it happened in a gym. And it lasted about six hours while I was even working at that time. And it just kind of changed my whole perception on what I think, like what we're experiencing at this moment.
1: Sure. Yeah, it seems like it would, man. Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, I always like kind of learn a little bit about like, what gets people to think in these certain different ways. And yeah, that would definitely be a profound experience yeah. for sure. I
3: had a similar one though, it was it was much much shorter uh when I smoked salvia back in the 90s. <laughs> and and it was it was really intense cuz I was just sitting above myself watching myself. I was no longer there. I was watching it with somebody else but they looked like me. Like I I didn't have control or anything and I was just sitting there watching it. And uh it was the most insane thing ever to have that truly out of body
1: experience
0: Mm. yeah and and to go on what you said before matt about you know you've already been here before i had a a really profound thing with my son when we got our uh german shepherd he was about four at the time five and we got the dog we bring her home you know and he when we went to get her we were going to get a male and i've told this story before so those that have heard it, I apologize, but we ended up getting a female because when we were there meeting the dogs, she kept coming over and sitting next to us. And my son's like, dad, she picked me. I want that dog. Well, after having her for probably about a year, he, one day we're in the car and he goes, Hey, what do you think about our old dog and the new dog? He goes, is it possible that our old dog is inside of our new dog? He goes, because she's so much alike her Uh, I feel a lot of the same things when I'm around her and I'm like, wow, buddy. I'm like, that's, that's pretty deep right there. But if you think about it, you know, when you die, you don't, your soul doesn't die. So where does that go? And I said, it's quite possible that it went into another dog and you have a reincarnated version of your original dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, and, and it's, and yeah, you, and everything is energy too. You know, there's a lot of people who reported when somebody passed, they see, you know, something leave the body, you know, and that's the energy, the soul, the essence, you know, the beautiful part. So, you know, it's, yeah. Where does it go? It could go somewhere else, or like you said, it could go into another dog. And then now that dog is the same exact one. And also too, because it feels like the energy feels the same as if you already know the dog, that's the part, like, what is the chance that you go and select or pick the puppy And it feels like the right dog of the other dog you used to have. Yep. You know, it's the chance of that is, is, is much slimmer. So that's why for a
0: five-year-old to pick up on it. That's what blew my mind. And I'm like, well, then I started thinking about, well, now looking at it with different perspective, I'm like, well, obviously, because they're so much closer to source than we are. Right. They Mm -hmm. had, they're so uh, much more sensitive to these things than we are because they're more receptive. They haven't been dulled down by all the chemicals and such yet. And, and so it was really just a a real mind blowing thing. And it made me think about when you were talking about sleep and you made such a really cool point that if you ever watch a baby sleep, they're always moving till they get to that perfect spot and it doesn't look comfortable, but that's where they are. And you were saying how they kind of align with the energetic field, And I was like, wow, I never really thought about that. But it makes perfect sense.
4: Yeah, babies wiggle to try to get to the point of the energetic ley line that they're laying on so that they can perfect it. And then dogs spin in a circle before they use the bathroom so they can pick up on the energetic ley line. And then birds such as hawks, which we have tons in Arizona, they spiral in a circle until they can pick up on the energy ley line in in which they want to go. You know, so all of this is energy. And then they can pick up on your energy, too. You know that's the other thing like animals can sense you they will sit down in front of you because they can pick up on this and it's just the more you get into it the wilder it gets but i remember you know back in 2019 i did an akashic reading and this lady told me like my whole life and my whole life story and past lives and all kinds of stuff and i thought for being 2000 miles away you know i'm in chicago you're in ireland and you're giving me these details i'm i'm, I'm pretty blown away and it just kind of really showed me There's much more connected on this, you know, on this, the spectrum in which we cannot see, or we just don't have a clue until, like you said, we tap in, or if we haven't been exposed to, like you said, all the chemicals and those things. And that's why kids are very receptive with all this because their abilities are still wide open. It's only through the, you know, indoctrinations and toxins and things do all of those talents or skills or whatever you want to say start to go away.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder if they like, wouldn't kids be poisoned, though, like through their mothers, like, you know, drinking constantly this fluoridated water and and all these things like I wonder it like that kind of seems like a kind of a convenient thing to to say not not that any one of us specifically is the one that is saying that, but just, you know, like, yeah, kids with their imaginary friends and all these different ideas that they have. I think that like wouldn't babies kind of come out already poisoned in a way?
3: I'm sure they do to a point, you know, I was going to say it's, it's just it's, not at the level that because there is all sorts of filters in between the intake of the mother and how, when it gets to the baby and what gets to the baby. The body is selective, right? Uh, yeah. The,
1: I mean, you know, if mom's drinking this, booze or it's the or ultimate filtration
0: system.
3: Yeah, but it's not going to filter out everything. No. You know, right.
0: No, so, you can't be
1: doing crack and heroin and expect to have a normal child. Well, dude, fluoride is more dangerous than crack and fucking alcohol put together. You know, so like that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, how, how everyone everyone kind of seems to be on that idea that, you know, uh, our pineal glands get calcified over time from drinking fluoridated water. Right. But it's like wouldn't wouldn't a baby kind of be born with that calcified pineal gland already? You would think. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe I'm completely off base. If it's
0: getting to the womb, yes. I mean, they would have some, but I wonder, like Bob said, how much of it is actually getting to the fetus?
3: Yeah. I wonder if a study like that has been done with things like fluoride. You know, Well, and they never do any
4: studies with, usually with pregnant women. And that's even, I've seen with superfoods and all these other things. There's usually not a lot of studies done. And I think that relates to something, you know, of kind of what we're talking about and You know, maybe what's happened is, is like you said, the toxicity has passed through, which has then dimmed the spirit or dimmed the energetic principles or skills that children have. Maybe back in the 1900s, like if we just go back in time, maybe the skills or energetic, you know, abilities kids had of maybe like levitating was very common. But then all of a sudden, as they kind of, you know, dim things, then that was kind of lost over time because think of all those stories you hear about people levitating, you know, floating into buildings and doing all kinds of things that took place. You know, somebody obviously figured things out of much more that our body can do. And I think there's a lot more that our body can do that we even have a clue on, you know, that's, we know such a limited spectrum of things.
3: Yeah. Well, to, on a somewhat related note. So, so what if, right, this is a big, what if, um, what if we are in something like the matrix, like a video game. And we chose, we, we like wherever our source is, we choose what we're going to do. And that's why you can have a dog that has, it seems like it's soul jumps to the next dog. Cause maybe you go back up and go, I want to go down in the next dog that they pick. Like, like I want to go down in there and somebody else is like, I'm going to go into the baby or the tree or, (laughs) you know, and you can like pick what you do. And it, but it's, it's like the movie uh, or the TV show Severance. Have any of y'all seen that? Where the guy goes to work and there's like an elevator and he goes down and it glitches out and then he doesn't have any correlation between his work life and his real life. And so what if that is somehow once we're sitting down here, we don't know origin anymore.
4: You know, like amnesia. Right. I kind don't of like amnesia.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But.
4: Amnesia note. I'm actually gonna run because I'm gonna grab some dinner. So I'm just happy that you had me on here again as well. Um, but what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run just because I gotta run to have dinner. But we'll we'll do another one in the future. Let me know, and uh I'll see you guys. My, I appreciate my teacher, just realized the time, that's why I was looking
1: Oh, <laughs> definitely,
0: you. no problem. No worries. no worries. I'll see you guys. We'll talk. Hey, have a good one. See you later, man. Yeah. Yeah,
1: dude, the dude's interesting, man. I, I like uh I like hearing what he has to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got a great deep. Instagram page, man. He's, he's always like legit about things. You know, he's not jumping the gun on the hot topic. He's really researching it too and, and, and bringing a different perspective than the mainstream a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. But- I like it
0: backs up what he says he like you saying kids. Earlier, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee he
3: doesn't have kids.
0: No. <laughs> he's, I know he's, for a fact he does That doesn't. dude's got time on his hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you, I man, would love
3: man. to go deep like that. I used to, man, but I, I can't. Dude, there's not
1: enough hours in the day, man. Oh. Dude, I don't have kids, and I, I I, don't really have time to go deep anymore either, man. I want to enjoy. Well, you like,
3: do like six shows, man. <laughs>
1: right well dude i i liked i mean like i've gotten to the point man where i just want to enjoy life like i really think that we might actually see like the end like we might see some crazy shit um so like i've gotten to a point where i'm like i don't really care you know but i i still want to try and talk about it because i know a lot of people enjoy it right but it's just like to a certain extent it's like what the fuck is the point It's
3: like we said earlier, like it's a puzzle, right? Like that's what this life is. That's what this realm is. It's a fucking puzzle and you can enjoy it. You know, trying to figure it out is cool, but you got to, you can't, you know, very Ferris Bueller, man. If you don't stop and look around every now and again, you're going to miss it. And there's a lot of really rad shit here. And we can't forget that.
0: Well, and that's one of the things that having kids makes you kind of recheck yourself every now and then you know if you're if you're paying attention to them because you're like man you got to make sure you're doing things for them as well but things for yourself so that you're in a good position for them and it's it's interesting to say the least
3: right yeah once you have little people that you're responsible for man the whole game changes like it's everything changes man you're probably or should should i should say because most parents their priorities still stay focused on themselves. Um, you know, <laughs> I've said it before that uh, all par- all of our problems in the world could be solved by better parenting like, <laughs> if we just became better parents as a society. Well, all of these problems would self correct.
0: What What's amazing to me, Bob, right? Is you have to get a license to drive a car. You have to get a license to get married but there's no license required to bring life into this world. Right. Like there's no precursors. Like anybody can have kids. Anybody can have as many kids as they want. There's no limit on it. I mean, obviously unless you're in China. Um, But that's just such a wild concept that, you know, people that don't even want them have them, you know, people that want them can't have them. It's, it's, it's just an interesting thing in the realm that you think about it and you're like, you know, and then you look at a movie like idiocracy where you just see that the the dumb people keep reproducing at such a high level because the smart quote unquote people are too busy, worried about the right time. Right. And if, if you're ever in that boat, there's never a right time to have a kid. If, if, if you're really thinking about it, like you're never totally ready. I mean, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. It does everyone is a new experience so it's it's just comical but yeah man, hey
3: I've, I've got a basketball team at this point in time. I was
0: gonna say you got you're <laughs> on your way to a soccer team here in the near future but uh yeah. hey before we get out of here Bob I wanted to hear what you thought about this the good old uh the Indians know. have landed on the moon I don't anybody what? that <laughs> I haven't really
3: the it.
4: altitude is being brought down from 800 meters <laughs>
0: Look at this shit this And is we the are
3: nearing and approaching <laughs> the lunar surface right. this, isn't, this is not an honest
0: lander <laughs> like, is, is obviously obviously not in We're I, supposed to believe that these I, are compulsion systems it's it's here Out of it coming out the well, back they flashing it's like movie theater lights
3: I haven't paid much attention to this because it's so it's it can't be, be, be 150 hai, landing on it, it, it can't be. It can't yeah. be. Like, it's just just about, it Distraction bullshit. <laughs> so when, you know, the U.S. finally says, okay, we're going back and it looks way better. They're like, see, that's how we know it's real.
0: <laughs> well, I saw one picture where they used the same backdrop of the Earth From the 1969 moon landing. Yeah. So it was the same exact cloud patterns, everything that were on Earth when you're, you know, because you were looking from the moon towards Earth. And it was like the half, half of the Earth you could see. And it was amazing because you could see the same exact area, even though supposedly the Indians landed on a different part of the moon. And it was the (laughs) same exact cloud patterns as the day we landed in 1969. Now, if that doesn't blow your mind, that's just an amazing yeah. coincidence
3: yeah i don't think india actually put it out i think it's said that india put it out and that's just the propaganda that's been being pushed i don't think india is honestly no. putting that out <laughs> like no. this and if they are like at what point in time are they just mocking us right if they did put it out it is solely because they know people are that stupid yeah
0: it's it's, know, it's like Nixon talking on a landline to the moon. Right. I mean, well, come on,
3: guys! It's, it's absolutely silly nonsense, and I I haven't even paid attention to that because I saw it and I was just like, "No, nah, man, I'm not even." Someone should make a like a man.
1: CGI video of like uh, feather Indians and not red dot Indians, <laughs> moon, you know, and just like how they how they'd go about it, riding horseback <laughs> to the moon. Yeah, they, they <laughs> scout the moon. Yeah, catapulting a horse <laughs> onto the moon with a dude on it yeah man that's bad dude it's it's really bad and i you know i gotta say man you know i the the indian accent to me is very very annoying this is just me talking i can't listen to it dude i was glad that you muted it right away it's the worst accent to me like that's just it's me
3: that bad it's like a i get it's so annoyed like a country english accent right oh, like man, it's no. almost like
1: i get very of annoyed and you know accent. the people are great you know the people are nice but there was one thing I think it traumatized me as like a middle schooler, where it was like a commercial during the Super Bowl where two Indians were selling hot dogs in a commercial, and just hearing hot dog over and over again, hot dog, <laughs> hot dog, hot dog. I was, I mean, I, I at that point I was just like, dude, I'm done, I'm done with this. I
0: don't, I don't have a problem talking to Indians in person. Like when I talk to them, I right. don't mind the accent. But you're right, there is something about that, and I think it stems from the scarring of dealing with help desks there you, you go know. and, That's and what it is. whenever you call them they never have an answer for you and they you can't understand them
1: ah oh. And then the gas stations, too. You know, it's just there's something and maybe like media has something to do with that and just like what you see in it. But they they like their characters and movies are always really annoying. Like I said, dude, every Indian I've ever met is like the nicest person. And I, I'm Some not of my like closest
0: a, friends back in the day, like not friend friends, but like, you know, just people I'd see every day were the gas station guys, you know, and right, right. I was good friends with them, you know, from that they knew more about my family than most people did. And it was, you know. But it, you're right. I can't. Overall, it's it's. I find it fairly annoying. I don't find it as annoying though as a the, the Let English, me word this carefully. Well, it's English. Everything. It's England <laughs> The English Irish combination, right? When you get that mix of okay of of you know UK, I have a
1: hard time understanding. Oh, I, that. so like a uh, Scouse accent? Yes. Like uh, yes. Patty Pemblen or something yes. where they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. That. like that. Yeah. 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 Yes.
0: That's the group that I can't understand. That's the most annoying to me because I can't understand. It. It's like watching uh, what was the Brad Pitt movie? Uh, Snatch.
1: Yeah. Okay. The
3: Pikes.
0: Yeah, the Pikes. I couldn't understand it, even with subtitles on. I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck is he saying?
1: Well, let me hear the your guys' them shoes. Bob and Tyson, what are your most annoying accents? And Tyson, don't don't be politically correct and say Canadian accents are the worst. Okay, what, <laughs> what are the the worst accents to you guys? And this doesn't mean that you hate the people. It's just the oh no, yeah, like Australian chicks. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's wrong. They're hot. He <laughs> he couldn't just say Australian because then he hurt he'd get Drew all butt hurt. <laughs> that's true yeah and that's the end of conspiracy theater my friend so well played
1: oh man i love australian <laughs> girls voices Girls, no
0: girls <laughs> don't do that what do
1: you got like, tyson
2: like the boston or fucking oh. new york
0: <laughs> dude that's those my neck of the woods man <laughs> I again, around, I, again i used though, to live it's around like the gender new yorkers specific. around the bostons like a new yorker
3: dude sounds tough a new yorker chick it's like oh wow. whoa, settle down
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, well dude did, so th- oh go ahead man
0: no i i was gonna say tyson to back that up i saw an instagram reel of some chick that was going hard like you know new york accent hard on purpose it was like a little skit she did and i was like wow my dick is up inside my stomach right now got there's two there's belly no buttons bigger turn off yeah it's like dude she's just gonna start
1: pounding two you billy. mercilessly dude so john anik is a hardcore boston dude for those that don't know uh but he UFC has no accent Well, he does when he he's he's curbed it. It's almost like how, like, uh, black newscasters do it. Right. (laughs) Like you you see it on like Family Guy, how they how they make fun of that. where like the uh, Ollie uh, Ollie. uh, I forget his last name, not north, but the guy, um, you know, he puts on like a fake accent to sound like a white, white collar guy, you know. But when he's talking on the side, he's got like, like, you know, what you would cartoonishly think is a black voice. Right. But John Anik does that. When Boston, Massachusetts area, you know, New England people try to put on like a broadcasting voice, it's very good. Like it sounds clear. But I agree, dude, when you hear somebody saying like like they're pronouncing their own name incorrectly because they have that (laughs) Boston accent, it's rough, dude. It's rough. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: deal with it a lot out here, and it's one of those that I just I have a tough time with too. Yeah. It's annoying. A chick with a deep Boston accent.
1: Again. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is horrible.
0: yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> Dude, no
1: thanks. Well, well, you see that in like Jersey Shore and stuff too. Like yes. the Jersey Shore girls Ugh. when they say like get Ugh. the fuck out of here. You know, it's like, what? Because the Jersey
0: oh. girls are the wannabe New York. Like some of them have the accent, some don't. Some, you know, it's like, I don't know. I have a problem with them. I grew. I, w- I'm, I was born in New Jersey, so I know firsthand. And it was, uh,
1: <laughs> and they I all think know. they're connected to the mob somehow. Yeah, they're all yep.
0: mafioso. They're all Guidos,
1: you know, shit like that. It's hilarious. Yeah, man. Well, before we get canceled, it seemed like you were trying to wrap up there.
0: Yeah, might as well. <laughs> we, I, I guess I didn't wasn't clear with you. I tried to let you know we were starting at eight thirty because. That's when Matt can hop on with us. Oh, that's to good, have dude. Extra time with him, so I apologize. But yeah, let's go around the horn, Tyson. Where can people find you, my friends?
2: Just that that underscore crazy underscore Canuck and it's C A N U K. Still doing my electric culture stuff. My uh, uh, habaneros and bell peppers are actually coming in. Like they're starting to actually form now. So that's oh, ready. Been, yeah. Wow. So they're just little, little nubs, but they're starting and I started them so late. So I'm hoping I do get some this year and then, yeah, I'm still hoping to do my brother's garden this fall. Once he rips out what he has in bury in some underground wire, like uh, uh, electric fencing wire, we put up the antenna and then hopefully next year, see how much it improves his garden.
0: Dude, and I love the idea. I love First of all, I I could never pull it off, but the fucking earrings are top-notch, dude. Those are cool <laughs> as hell. I was looking at those and I'm like, "Damn, man." I thought for a second, I'm like, "Maybe no, no, can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: dude, a rare yeah, those breed that could pull that shit off.
1: Those pendants are great. Like I saw one that you made that was real intricate. Those are beautiful, dude. They're really, really good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, man, keep that shit up, dude. And before it's... you got
0: on right, he's talking about maybe doing um
1: a pendant with like a little
0: vial of mercury in in the middle okay which would be yeah. even more energetically wild yeah man that's good stuff dude Yeah, i, I like it, it. and i watch your page sure. like i got you in the favorites and i every day i'm checking for updates
2: oh yeah i appreciate it thanks man
0: yeah that's great well thank you my friend i appreciate it moral yeah. bob yeah,
3: brother. Thanks. You for have, having to, me you have to let us man. know
0: where we can find you because you you are moving all over the place. <laughs> uh, well, as far as shows go, I'm obviously not putting
3: out my own. You can find me on Are We Content with the Great Chud X Indeed, uh, I also do a movie review show uh, now with the Great Ryan Dean uh, called Conspiracy Theater Three Thousand, and it is also Drew Missing and then on Instagram you can find me at spaces faking gay because it is and i can prove it and uh at the perpetual skeptic that's what it is that's the other
0: one excellent well i appreciate right it as always my man thanks man thank you right so what do we got going on in the dangerous world dude by the way fluoride episode was awesome
1: oh thanks I man i'm going really to doing a part that. two thank you thank you i yeah i'm doing a part 2 like i said it's Based, based around that Solvay family, because there's some uh, black magic that has to do with the whole fluoride push, man. It, it seems like Bob can prove that space is fake. It seems like I can prove that there is like a satanic connection or some kind of dark energy behind fluoride, which is weird. You think that it's just some kind of like, you know, I don't know, weird thing to keep people sick or something. But it has something to do with like big pharma and all this stuff just uh you know the pharmakia thing that's like a hacky thing to say at this point but yeah man it's great and uh the the movie show that that these guys do is really fun um excited for you guys to hear the one that we just recorded that'll be coming out next month and bob should also be making an appearance or two um especially more frequently in the uh esteem news show cunt conspiracy underground news yeah. team you should be coming in there. Brandon, we just recorded with Brandon yesterday. Um, we're going to be having him on a lot more, too. And um, yeah, man, it's just uh, just just trying to keep it fun and, and um, you know, learn stuff because uh, sometimes this stuff gets old. But, you know, th- we're about to have a wild time, dude. We're about to have a wild year or two coming up ahead of us. So, oh, it's going to mm-hmm. it's going to get
0: intense here. Yeah. Real yeah, yeah. quick, especially. <laughs> You know, you think about it and I was listening to Dave Smith talk about, you know, the big tech censorship that I mean, it's it's relatively new. It's like five years since they really started hammering down. And if you don't think they're going to start hammering down even more, because one of the things that Trump kind of did was he broke the system in the sense that he didn't have to go to the mainstream media anymore. He could get all he could direct the news in one direction or another just by tweeting something right you know so now they have to figure out well how can we control that side of things and well they've come to the conclusion that just by locking us down and you know banning us that that's how they're going to do it and man they're they're not slowing down that's for sure
2: welcome to canada they don't even allow news on fucking instagram anymore
1: that's crazy shit, man. Well, if you also look at what's going on in France, there's no news going in or out of France right now because they are fucking like full like revolution over there almost. So, you know, and no one's heard about that. There's some wild stuff going on in France and, and uh, they don't want Americans to see just how easy it is because, you know, if like Matt said earlier, if you don't have two belly buttons, you got a fucking gun. You got a gun or you live in an area that can have a goddamn, like you got to have a gun in this country. Um, or multiple like you just need them and uh, luckily you know neighbors of, of some people that don't have guns will have them and that is something man like that like America is an important place because of that so um, but yeah well, Matt what do you got going on dude uh, not a lot I
0: just actually recorded an episode on human zoos I'm going to put out at the end of the week I got to edit that up That was fucking dark, man. I I spent like two months researching it because I had to take a couple breaks because it just got so... Like when you start thinking about it, the shit that they did to other human beings, all to push this narrative forward that, you know, Europeans and whites were superior and that, you know, anyone of any other color or race was inferior. It's like, man. And this shit went on like up until... Like they actually the the part where they were kidnapping people and shit until 1958. Mm. So think about, it. I mean, that's less than 75 years ago. It's a generation away. Yes, yeah. and and they still had people like in zoos up until the mid 2000s.
2: Well, wasn't that one native one of those guys, uh, running know, sitting bull or
0: running bull, whatever?
2: Wasn't he kind of like that? They tra- traveled oh, around. Yeah. Well, could be. I forget yeah, his Geronimo, name. Geronimo,
0: they, they made him sit at the St. Louis World Fair and, like, take pictures with people and shit like that. Like, yeah. Okay. It was, yeah. I mean, and they did it with everybody. They did it with uh, Africans. They did it with Asians. They did it with Australians. They did it with North Americans. I mean, everybody and anybody. They would go and they would lure these people in and, you know, a lot of the times they tell them, oh, well, you know, after you're done, you'll just go, we'll send you back to your country. Well, this one dude who they brought to the World Fair, they bring him to the World Fair, right? Have him as an exhibit. He's a black guy and they shave his teeth down and throw bones in his cage to make him look like this savage, like, um, uh, what the fuck's the word? We eat people. Um cannibal cannibal fucking my mind shot and so uh after the fair they like bring him back home and by the time he gets back to his country his whole tribe is gone oh. they either they were either kidnapped themselves or all killed off so he decides to come back and what do they do then they put him in the fucking bronx zoo caged with <laughs> chimpanzees what the fuck and then the dude ends up like 10 years later uh borrowing a buddy's gun and just killing himself so it's someone like someone cue
1: the national anthem
0: yeah exactly i mean right. this shit it's it was so dark but it's gonna be a really good episode i got a bunch of visuals it's a long-ass presentation but uh yeah so that'll be coming out this week and i, I got another video montage i'm putting together on the uh the covid from 2020 and all of the misinformation we received so that'll be a fun clip show I put together, and uh, other than that, man, I'm just trying to live
1: life. So you gotta try and write a movie, man. Try to write a movie based on this stuff and try and sell it to one of these fucking supposedly like truth-seeking uh, networks, like fucking Shapiro or something, just F- to see what they parties. say.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely see. considering
1: once I get a little further down,
0: putting a book together on some of this shit, you know, and like, and then, you know, from that, you can take stuff out and cause I'm not creative enough to do stories and shit like that. But I think I have enough now to start putting together a little novel like an anthology. Yeah. An
1: anthology of sort like story. the yeah. true history of the world kind of thing. Yeah, dark history of America, five part anthology by oh, uh, Matt, and yeah. you can make different movies. The Human Zoo, the Orphan Train, make a yep. fucking like dark movie, dude. I would watch you share that. Yeah, we'll review it on Conspiracy Theater Three Thousand. There
0: you go. That'll be my that'll be my big break. I'll know I made it when I got on Conspiracy Theater Three Thousand. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh shit. Well, guys, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Another great Monday night. Uh, Everybody stay strong. Question everything.
1: Sometimes it takes certain things falling apart for better things to fall into place. Sometimes it takes losing what you're settling for to remind you of what you truly deserve. Sometimes it takes the most uncomfortable paths to lead your life to the most beautiful place. I know it's hard, but you'll never see the purpose of the storm until you see the growth it produced. You'll never see the purpose of someone leaving your life until you see what's best for your life. You'll never understand why you're going through what you're going through until you see the strength, the power, the growth that it built inside of you. Your current situation is not your final destination.